Hello and welcome to In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, a bite-sized informative podcast made to be listened to in the shower, but really you can listen to it anywhere you want. The whole point of this podcast is that we answer the mystery questions of the world. Listeners send in questions they have always wondered the answer to, but never quite went as far as looking up. Thus far we've answered questions like... Do periods actually sync up? Why do we carve pumpkins at Halloween? Why do we yawn? And many, many more. I suppose you could say... We expand your mind while you wash your behind. Before we get stuck into this week's episode, just a bit of housekeeping. We don't really do this at the beginning of episodes, but why not this week, Marcus? Why not? If you like In the Share with Taz and Marcus, please recommend it to your friends and family. Leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, and give us a five-star rating. Believe it or not, that helps us massively grow, and it helps people like you find podcasts like us. We are sneaking up on one year of podcasting and it'll be it'll be amazing to, to hit seven billion listeners a week. Seven billion would be great. Seven billion would be pretty cool. <laughs> it's definitely definitely achievable. Definitely achievable. This week's definitely achievable, what we say. Anyway, without any further ado, we better get cracking on this week's episode. Absolutely. So Taz, what are we uh, what are we looking at? This week's question comes from Lynette Wait Hacker and she sent it in to in the shower podcast at gmail.com. But Lynette wants to know, she originally asked why our legs go numb when we sit down for a long time. But we're going to kind of bulk it up and look at numbness and why exactly we get pins and needles and what are they? So as I said, this week's question comes from Lynette Waithaka. I don't know where you're listening from, Lynette, but I hope we do this question justice. This week, we're looking at pins and needles. Yeah, I remember being like, fascinated by pins and needles as a kid. I remember thinking that like, you know, I had like electricity in my skin and I was actually turning into a superhero or something. It honestly feels like that. Like I still laugh when it happens now. You know when you're sitting cross-legged and you try to stand up but you can't put weight on one of your legs and it just kind of goes like jelly. It's hilarious. Do you want to know um, one of the most kind of embarrassing things that happened to me? Yeah. I gave myself a black eye a couple of years ago um, (laughs) from sitting on the toilet playing Angry Birds for so long. That I stood up and both my legs had gone numb and I just face planted into the door of my back. Yeah. Stop. Fully. This is like, this, ah. this, this is probably about five years. Whenever Angry Birds was a thing. But That's like, hilarious. I remember my mom had was like addicted to Angry Birds. She's really? never on her phone, nor was she ever on her phone before. But there was a, a period of time there for about three weeks where she just played it morning, noon and night. It's Yeah. But like, you know what? The pins and needles thing, it's, it's, it's a weird sensation. Like, there's probably a very simple thing to explain all of this, right? Yeah, well, like there, it there is and there isn't. We're going to chat about why our legs, our limbs, go dead in the first place, and then what exactly the pins and needles sensation is. So, Marcus, for any listeners out there that have miraculously never had pins and needles, describe the sensation. Oh, well, pins and needles is a really good way of putting it. Basically, imagine that you, your arm or your leg or whatever part of your body has pins and needles is like a can. And you fill it with both pins and needles and you shake it around and you kind of, it feels like you're, you're all bristly and, and spiky and like if someone touches it, it's really sensitive. It's that's crazy. That's a good answer. That, that's a good answer. I think it's kind of like somebody gently raking your skin over and over or if there's like tiny, tiny ants running through your veins. Tiny little ants running through your veins. Left the uncles at home. <laughs> not ideal. No, it is absolutely not ideal. Not ideal. So the sensation itself is properly referred to as 
paresthesia. And the fairly harmless variety that we've kind of just described is reasonably known as temporary paresthesia. But what is actually going on underneath your tingling skin? I don't know. It could be anything. It could be could be all the little robots who control giant markers trying to escape. <laughs> could you imagine? Anyway, uh, the root of this lies in your nerves. Me nerves. <laughs> um, we actually did an episode on what's an itch that's quite similar to this answer. Well, because both are kind of a sensation on the surface of your skin. Exactly. So there are nerves throughout your body going every which way. And the job of those nerves is to relay information between your brain and the rest of your body. So again, throwing it back to the episode on an itch. When you feel an itch, the nerves under your skin relay that message to your brain. The brain processes the information as something that is irritating your skin, you know, that in that particular area. Yeah. And then sends your hand to get rid of that irritation. So for example, if the irritation was a bug your hand would then be sent down to itch it, which would kind of displace the bug. Displace the bug. <laughs> Sounds like something a, a supervillain would say in like a sci-fi film. Displace the bug. <laughs> so, right, so it, it kind of all comes down to your central nervous system relaying what's going on in your body to the brain, um, which then decides what action needs to be taken. Exactly. So pins and needles are exactly the same. If you place too much pressure on one of your arms our legs, something that's really easy to do because, you know, these kind of ape-like limbs are very long and gangly. You could temporarily pinch the nerve that run through them. I've often been described as gangly-limbed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just by putting pressure on your limbs. Sometimes some minor objects like a wallet in your back pocket, pressing against the nerve on your leg can cause your leg to fall asleep because there is a direct pressure being placed on the leg nerve and blood supply may be cut off because of that squashed artery. So basically it stops the information from the nerve travelling to your brain so the nerve has a little bit of a freak out. Exactly and in the meantime you're also putting a little bit too much pressure on the blood vessels that supply those nerves. It's kind of like when you crimp a garden hose to prevent the flow of water. So this causes your brain to be deprived of the information it kind of expects from those nerve bundles and the nerves themselves aren't in return receiving the oxygenated blood that they need from your heart. So your leg goes numb because there's no blood flowing to it. Exactly it's kind of like a two-way street so information from the nerves isn't going to the brain and blood and oxygen from the brain isn't going down to the nerves. And then when that pressure is relieved, blood flows back into your limbs and the nerves begin firing information to and from the brain. So this overload of information between the nerves and the brain causes the pins and needles sensation. Exactly. Wow, okay, yeah. that, I didn't think that was it at all. Yeah, 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 it's quite simple actually. No information, no relay of information from your nerves to your brain, no blood, no oxygen, and then suddenly it's... It's overrun with information, so you kind of like get that tingly it's sensation. It's kind of like white noise on a TV. When it's not getting any information, it just goes... Yeah, actually, that's a very good description. Yeah. yeah. Now, all of us have definitely felt this sensation before, this temporary paresthesia, but not all pins and needles, believe it or not, are of the temporary variety. No. I swear to God, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Can you imagine having like permanent... Oh, it happens, it happens. So really? chronic chronic paresthesia can occur as part of a variety of neurological disorders or following particularly traumatic nerve damage, say like a bad burn. What, like if someone someone says something really mean to you? <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be feeling it for a while. Like. So you so, must get pins and needles from me quite often. Yeah, well, you, you're just a horrible person. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You're lovely, you're lovely. Um, <laughs> but are, you're telling me that there's people out there who go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning and live their lives with constant pins and needles. Yeah, in one study, researchers from Montreal's Hotel Dieu... <laughs> what is it? Hotel Dieu. 
Hotel Dieu. Anyway. <laughs> um, in this research from Montreal's Hotel de Hospital. Good pronunciation. Thank you, thank you. You are getting very good at that. <laughs> Je m'appelle Tez. <laughs> Tell us about Montreal's Hotel Dieu. Okay, so Montreal's Hotel Dieu Hospital and McGill University worked with about 104 burn victims to understand the long-term pain that followed their injuries. Many continued to feel pain even a year after their treatment was completed because, after all, intense burns can often involve the destruction of nerves and their receptors. And surgical treatments for those injuries often involve skin grafts, which can also involve damage to and scarring of nerve cells. That'd be horrible, wouldn't it? Mm. That actually sounds like, yeah, fairly hellish. Again, you know, having no nerves or damaged nerves would stop the relay of information to the brain and could stop blood and oxygen flowing to that part of the body. So it's exactly what you were saying earlier, just, oh, permanent pins and needles. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of it's kind of like permanent t- pins and needles are permanent numbness. Yeah. Yeah, because there's just no, no information no being. Information so it's kind of like stage all. one of pins and needles. It's not necessarily right, the okay. feeling of pins and needles, but it's the... Uh, it's like when you get up and you're just, you have, yeah, a, you have a dead limb. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And nearly two thirds of the patients in the study reported continued tingling on the burn sites and a quarter of them reported the more intense pins and needles the pain and paresthesis can persist for many years after the injury oh I mm. actually cannot physically imagine constantly feeling pins and needles I know I mean you'd feel like you were genuinely made out of like jelly I know what like like a like a, a real life jelly baby what what what's your favorite flavor of jelly I don't know like I, I quite like jelly like, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Sometimes I, I like, you know, some nice vanilla ice cream with some raspberry jelly or sometimes, you know, late at night, just a, a nice a nice citrus jelly really cleanses the palate, a nice orange jelly. That is honestly one of the weirdest things you've ever said and what? now it's recorded. What? Late at night. There's nothing like a citrus jelly It's a great, it's a great midnight snack. What? Yeah. Okay, right, Marcus. You are honestly one of the weirdest Okay, anyway, so listen. <laughs> sitting on a limb and like cutting off blood and oxygen um, or like having a wallet or a phone pressed up in your pocket or right up to like serious burns are all reasons that can cause pins and needles, right? Yes. Are there any other factors that could uh, that could bring on the pinus and needless effect? Maybe not pinus. <laughs> <laughs> Sensations. <laughs> okay, well, believe it or not, peppers can do it. So that's thanks to the capsicum in chilies and peppers that deliver a painful punch when delivered in small doses but Szechuan peppers contain compounds called alkalamides which deliver a kind of tingling pungency similar to the compression tingling that produces pins and needles pins and needles of the tongue Szechuan pepper is actually really weird it, it numbs you like it yeah. genuinely is really really cool mm, it's the same kind of, same so, kind yeah. of feeling Eat, eat peppers if you want pins and needles in your mouth. Pins and needles in your mouth. So there you go. That's like the science behind pins and needles and numbness. Well, okay, that was a, a sciencey episode, but I actually I, I can't I like can't tell though while you're while you're numb in my presence. That's just must just be a love thing. Wow. You're numb with love. I don't get pins and needles. I get butterflies. Oh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen. Uh, enough of this horrible romantic stuff. People probably all around the world are throwing up and feeling pins and needles from the sick burning that they're getting in their ears right now. Um, Any facts to finish the episode? Why, of course we do. Okay, so finding facts on pins and needles is a bit challenging, so I kind of just went into weird and wacky facts about the human body. Uh, Okay, this could go anywhere. Um, Right, go for it. First off, it's impossible to swallow and breathe at the same time. Try it. 
What, to swallow and breathe? Yeah. Hang on, I'm going to get right up to the mic for this. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Virtually, no, it's, that's, not, that's not a good time. Virtually every other mammal can do it. However, human babies can until about nine months old because around this time, the voice box drops quite low in the neck compared to other animals, which allow us to have a wide range of sounds for speech, but takes our ability to breathe and eat or drink at the same time away. Madness. Madness. That is absolutely mad. Do you have another fact? Yes, of course. Right, so most people only breathe through one nostril at a time. How good is that one? No, that is that cannot be true. I swear to God. So though you have two nostrils, Correct. about 85% of people only use one at a time. But erectile tissue in your nose slowly swells the tissue in one nostril while shrinking it in the other. So you automatically switch breathing between nostrils every four hours. Does it make a difference which nostril you use? Well, interestingly, body position, illness and other factors can influence which nostril you breathe from. And in turn, the nostril you're breathing from can impact your health. For instance, breathing through the right nostril can cause you to use more oxygen and raises your blood sugar level. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. That's mad. First of all, I didn't know you had erectile tissue in your nose. Where? And then secondly, um, I'm just going to try and breathe through my right nostril for the rest of the day. <laughs> well, there you go, Lenate Wait Hacker, who sent us in your question from a mystery location in the world. We hope that that answered it. I hope this answer gave you pins and needles, but not permanently. No, not we don't permanently. Want that. No. Listeners, if this happens to be your first, second, third, or kind of in your first ten episodes of In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, first of all, binge listen to them all. Second of all, please recommend this podcast to your friends and family. And third of all, get on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. Click that subscribe button. That's so important to click that button so that you'll be updated every single time a new episode comes out. And leave a comment and rate us five stars if you're feeling really, really generous. Seriously, tell your friends. I haven't said this in a while, but tell your granny. Seriously, like she she hasn't heard from you in a while because I haven't been reminded. But tell your granny and get her to tell all her old friends who don't do anything except listen to podcasts and play bingo. <laughs> if you listen to all 39 episodes of In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, you will be a more interesting dinner party guest. 100% you'll be more interesting and you will be sexier and at this point you will be very clean because that is 39 showers <laughs> if you are like Lynette and you have a question that you would like to bunt in a bite-sized little chunk you can send your questions to us on Facebook or Twitter all you have to do is look up In the Shower with Taz and Marks on Facebook or on Twitter it's at In the Shower Pod if you want to send your question in via email like Lynette you can get us at In the Shower Podcast at gmail.com and on that note if you don't have a question and you just want to say hi we would love to hear from you a couple of thank yous before we wrap up the episode thank you to Alan, Paddy and Kira on the Headstuff Podcast Network uh, for hosting us every single week and for bringing so many great podcasts to all of Ireland thank you so much to you guys next up thank you to Flo Robinson for our amazing cover art we love you Flo a massive thank you also to Dave Gertzman who came up with our super catchy theme music uh, you can find him on Dave's Recordorama on Instagram he's really talented and if you are looking for a jingle you should get in touch with him finally before we reveal what next week's question is a thank you to you whoever you are thank you for dedicating your ears to us for the last 15 or so minutes we love you we do love you 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 little cuties (laughs) next week's episode comes from dublin 
It comes from a man called Neil Young. And he said, Marcus, you're a DJ, so this question's kind of aimed at you, but I'd love if you could both answer it. Why do we love music so much? That episode is going to be out next Monday in time for your morning shower. But in the meantime, keep scrubbing! This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.